Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Maggie's Plan, The Man Who Knew Infinity, High Rise, Sing Street, and more. And at the E-Bar on July 17th, Kazoo presents Adrian Teacher and the Subs, Weird Lines, and Cold on Pluto. The Bookshelf is an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, Ontario. For more information about the Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the whole wide world, please visit bookshelf.ca. Creative Control with Bish
Adrian Teacher is a talented and award-winning musician who lives in Vancouver, British Columbia. Best known for his work in Apollo Ghosts and Cool TV, Teacher is also an accomplished solo musician who has just released another excellent, contemplative, yet upbeat album with his backing band, The Subs. The record is called Terminal City. It's out now via You've Changed. And Adrian Teacher and The Subs are touring across Canada in July with Weird Lines and John McKeel. And then again in August with Julie Doron and Construction and Destruction. Here now to chat about some of these things is Adrian Teacher. Uh, hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> wow. Thank you for listening. It's nice to have you on the show. Where Where are you today? Uh, I'm in my apartment here in Vancouver. Oh, excellent. How is your apartment? Is everything okay? Yeah, it's like, I'd say like easily 10 degrees warmer than normal. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a real cooker today. Um, yeah, just hunched over my computer, holding my phone, talking into my SM57. Nice. Did you hear that the uh, jet stream has crossed the equator? I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's a very uh, cataclysmic climate change event. Uh, it does. It's never happened before. But the and I'm I'm not a scientist, so I might get this wrong. Yeah. But I, my understanding is that the jet stream from the north, okay. I think, has crossed over into the south, and that is a a very scary. Like we are absolutely doomed now. That's never happened. That the tropical climate is now uh, mingling with the the non-tropical climate. I don't. Again, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. So uh, it's very bad. It's extremely, extremely bad. Yeah. And uh, that's that's not good. So that the reason is ten degrees hotter in your apartment. <laughs> Could Here be. I'm gonna. I, I'm trying to make. I'm making a joke. It's very <laughs> bad news. <laughs> yeah. But it's. Uh, when you say it's. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I got my Birkenstocks here, it's. I'm gonna weather it. Uh, all right, and uh, my flip-flops, sunscreen. We're good to go in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, see, this is all we can do, isn't it? It's so out of our control yeah. that all you can do is make some kind of, not even a flippant joke, but a flip, flippant flip-flop joke. That's what you, <laughs> there's nothing else we can do. No. It's a, it's a weird, it's very hard times. It is, uh, you know, and here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm making my oil discs and driving around in a truck across Canada. It's just, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> you, you single-handedly I, I, may be uh, contributing to this jet stream issue. I have, I have. Yeah. <laughs> what about being, Okay, so your apartment's a little muggy. Yeah. Uh, what, what about? You know, I, my understanding, and as I listened to the record, mm-hmm. uh, the new one, which is excellent, by the way, oh, a really thank you. great record. Yeah, I, I, I very, I, I really enjoy it, but uh, I know that it's telling me something about Vancouver. Yeah, I don't live in Vancouver, so I'm, I need you to tell me what is your record telling us about Vancouver right now these days? Um, well, yeah, the it's called Terminal City, uh, so which is a nickname, of course, for our, our, uh, our home here. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope that it applies to you know uh, other places as well, but I guess. You know, it it was sort of like coming to a point where it was unavoidable in the in the lyrical content that I would sort of want to address what I'm what I'm hearing and seeing around me in in Vancouver, which is you know uh, I don't know it's it's changing and it's and it's it's maybe not for for the better I guess is maybe what I'm trying to get at but um, 
yeah, there's not, I don't know. I like usually, you know, good records have some, some hope in them, but I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, this one has any hope, which is kind of scary, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where to start? Do we start with real estate? I don't know. Uh, well, you, first of all, I think one place to start is actually the name. Where, mm-hmm. where is it? Where is, where has Vancouver gotten the, the nickname, I suppose, or the, the moniker Terminal City? Where does that emanate from? Uh, that would be from, if uh, my history lessons are correct, uh, it would be from the last, I guess, the last uh, railroad spike there. It was sort of the end of the line. You know, suddenly suddenly we're, we're connected to the rest of the world. You know, like the idea that uh, before this we were kind of isolated and now we were, you know, part of the, the network um, off the grid at first, but now, you know... Uh, we're we're part of the world's problems, I guess. I don't know. That, yeah, that's... you're 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 a port in the in the storm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're you're yeah, you're part of you're connected. Yet, of course, it has a double meaning. Of course, yeah, yeah. There's the, yeah, like the idea of something dying uh, is in there, obviously. Um, yeah, so I thought I don't know. I just thought it was kind of an appropriate title to to kind of fit the record. Well, I've had a couple of people from Vancouver on the show uh, this year, in fact. Jeff Burner yeah. was on at the beginning okay, of the yeah. year, and uh, Jay Arner and uh, Jessica Delisle were just on. And within those yeah. conversations, real estate came up, and uh, those two seemed to suggest that there was a real estate crisis in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But I also saw some blow blowback about that. In fact, uh, okay. I know that um, among your citizens, uh, Grant Lawrence... Mm-hmm. I suggested that it's not a real estate crisis. I, I, there was a piece in the West Ender or something about this, and yeah. I know that shortly after Jeff Burner was on my show, uh, mm-hmm. Grant de- Grant defriended me on Facebook, and oh, I was wow. like, I didn't say anything. I just was. I, yeah. and I, maybe they're not connected. Obviously, I'm being uh, <laughs> I'm being a yeah. little petty and maybe overly sensitive. But I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I had a guy from Vancouver saying yeah. that there's a real estate crisis and that it's really bad. And then yeah. when I was like, I wonder why Grant would do that. And I looked at his Twitter feed and like all of it was just him arguing with people about yeah. how Vancouver Vancouver was fine. So I wonder, yeah. I didn't realize it was a divisive issue. Your province's premier, her name is Christy... Christy Clark. Christy Clark has just announced that her government was going to end the real estate sector's ability to self-regulate itself... Which yeah. I didn't. Even, I didn't know that was a thing. What's your take on that? Let's talk about that. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you know, I'm not an economist, or you know, I'm just a regular guy, and I know that that piece took a lot of flack. Um, Grant Grant's piece. Yeah. Um, it's just I just you know from my experience, you know, like I'm not from Vancouver, and a lot of a lot of this record is just kind of like an outside. Uh, kind of perspective on it and I've I've never really felt like this this is my home like I've, I've always been kind of an outsider I'm, I'm originally from Vancouver Island and so hmm. you know growing up there in a sort of non-city environment it's just been you know real it's just been a really interesting it's interesting experience like living in a city and 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 seeing how people survive here and and specifically I think like the last you know five years because because the um real estate market has shot up so high. Um, I, I guess I'm just seeing a lot of my friends who are not necessarily like, you know, uh, you know, have the economic privilege or the, you know, the financial background to sort of, uh, afford, you know, places and, and seeing them get booted out of, of where they're living and, 
and uh, move away. And, and so yeah, it is kind of sad. And uh, so yeah, I was just kind of, I don't know, I just feel like, uh, I just sort of feel like a, uh, a reporter, you know, like I'm just kind of documenting what I'm hearing and seeing. Uh, no, of course. And, I mean, that's uh, also, yeah. That's kind of what you do as a songwriter sometimes, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. making observational statements and all that kind of thing. So it, it makes sense. But uh, yeah. in your, so you're in, in your opinion, like there was, there is or was a crisis. Uh, people couldn't afford mm-hmm. housing, whether it was renting property or own, certainly not owning. Uh, my, yeah. the people like my cohort of friends from that area would be uh, musicians, artists generally. They, yeah. they say it's laughable. Like that notion of owning a house, unless they did it. Or, mm-hmm. or inherited something, it's very improbable yeah. that anyone in my cohort yeah. would be able to afford a house. And, and, and my understanding is rent is also insane. Oh, yeah, rent is totally insane. And it's just not, Vish, it's not so much like like seeing the, the you know, market accelerate. Those kind of things happen. It's just where it's accelerating to a point uh, where that's all people talk about, you know, like my coworkers or friends you know, like the friends that have been fortunate enough to sort of get into the market or whatever. And it's just, it's just the greed that bothers me, you know, like this sort of, uh, I don't know, just so insane. Like people, it's all they talk about, uh, you know, they think, they feel like they kind of deserve these, these kind of things like, oh yeah, you know, my house has gone up like 40% and, you know, like these are not natural things. Like this is not a, thing that I like. Like, I'm not someone that uh, thinks money is an important thing. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's always been a, sort of a theme of mine in my in my songs, whether it was with the ghosts or with cool TV or whatever. Like, I've always been pretty adamant about uh, my hatred of, of money. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, we're actually we're just at a like weird critical point where things are, are just getting so crazy here. So I know, I mean, you're not an expert on these matters, but you're someone who lives there and you make observations. Uh, when this announcement from, from your premier, Christy Clark, came through, was obviously this is a, a hopeful move. Uh, how did you feel about it? Uh, I'm not hopeful. I, I don't think it's going to address the, the actual problems. We need more uh, social housing. We need more co-op housing. We need to uh, do so many things to, to combat uh what's happening and she they're not going to do it it's just it's not possible i don't think they're going to do it what's what's her uh what's her like uh political affiliation if you will uh well like her party sure let's go with her party yeah liberal well she's uh liberal liberal party right so for people listening outside of canada the liberal party is yeah considered to be on the left end of the spectrum yet they're quite Mm. they're quite centrist yeah they're not as yeah, they're not I as they would. they're not as satisfyingly left as left leaning people would like, and no. at the same time they frighten conservative people. They're it's a, they're yeah. they're in a weird they're centrist as I say. So so is, yeah. is your is your premier among the people you like uh, or that you hang out with? Is your premier sort of well liked? Is she respected? Like is do you feel like there's other kinds of cronyism? Like why would she have made this? What seems on the surface to be a healthy gesture, what do you suppose precipitated that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess like just the sheer volume of uh, news coverage, you know, when houses are, you know, that are ready to be torn down are going for, you know, six million dollars. Um, you know, that no, that, you know, these are houses that are not even really inhabitable. Um, you know, you have 
it's such a complex issue, yeah. but yeah. yeah, no, my, my friend, my, my friend network would not, you know, be fans of Christy Clark. I, I mean, I, I'm a teacher by day and, uh, her, her government has, you know, basically tried to destroy our union. And so, yeah, so I'm not obviously a big fan of, of what she does, um, with our province and, and, you know, we're hoping next year that, you know, she will be removed and we'll have a new, new government. Right, and you you say you're not hopeful that this uh, this end to self regulation in the real estate sector will lead to anything positive. You mentioned that this record of yours, Terminal City, is yeah. is without hope. It, it from mm-hmm. your perspective, uh, w- there's no hope there. What? W- yeah, I have a sense of maybe why you don't have hope these days. Can you can yeah. you speak to it? What is it about the the current state of affairs that leaves you so despondent, so to speak? I don't know. I, I again, there's just I don't know. Do you, I just feel like we're in kind of tough times at the moment? I don't know. I, I across the, I across know, like the, across the, the board. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like and I and I meant it to. I meant this record to be a kind of a metaphor for that, and just the sheer volume of of things happening. You know, whether it's like incidents of terrorism or what's happening in the you know, the American election or what's, you know, recently going on in, in, uh, in the UK, like you, you sort of, you sort of feel like we're kind of descending. I mean, you were talking about your, your son and star Wars, you know, like it's mm-hmm, I was, yeah. almost like, you know, like this good and evil, like it's kind of drawing the lines in the, in the sand and, uh, you know, throwing problems with the environment, throwing problems in my own city. And it, you know, I, that I, I was feeling like that, last year you know uh and it just kind of it, it came out quickly this record and it was it was just meant to be a kind of short little observation of of a specific time and place and uh i don't necessarily feel that way all the time you know i think it was like was it billy corgan that said you know like i wrote bullet with butterfly wings like on a day i was feeling really bad and you know i don't feel like that all the time but <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, sure, you yeah, you write a just, song; it's sort of frozen yeah. in space and time, but it's not necess- It captures yeah. the mood at that time, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. But I mean, total, you're a total. teacher. I, David Cross, the comedian David mm-hmm. Cross, was just on this show, and I because he is known uh, as being somewhat cynical, well, p- quite cynical and 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 harsh yeah. in his comedy about mm-hmm. the world. I asked him about hope, and he one yeah. of the things he mentioned was that. It sounds like a cliche, but the younger generation does give him hope. He says, "Yeah, you're a teacher. I'm I'm a yeah. parent, so I I have I have very yeah. little choice but to uh, sort of lower the volume on my cynicism. Um, I, I can't. Yeah. You can't be a, a parent, and 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 on some level, you can't be a parent and be completely. I've certainly dialed it down. I suppose you're a teacher. You you what what oh, grade totally. do you teach?" Uh, I, this year I taught grade two, two right? Three. So you, two or three does does that experience, you know, working with kids of that age? I imagine there are great days. I imagine there are awful days. Uh, just in the interaction, it's got to be both uh, amazingly yeah. uh, frustrating and amazingly rewarding. But on the whole, does working yeah. with younger kids does that give you any hope? Oh, of course, you're you're you've totally nailed it. Yeah, no, it does, and uh, yeah, it is a complex job, and it is it is a very interesting one. But yeah, like when I look out, like I'm fortunate, like here in Vancouver, we obviously are a very multicultural city. So when I look out into into my classroom, I have kids that uh, 
are from all over the place. And, you know, when we do we do games in the gym, it's like, okay, if we're doing like a, a tag game, it's like, okay, now the next person that it, that's it is speaks Farsi. And the next person that's it speaks Chinese. The next person mm. that's, you know, it speaks Vietnamese. And they love it. And we're, you know, I can go through probably about 15 languages in my own, you know, my own classroom. And uh, to me, that that is so hopeful. I mean, I just love it. I, I just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And uh, you're right. Like the kids that I see are, are awesome and they're there's I'm just you know I'm I'm hoping that they're gonna take over this this planet and uh, do do a million times better than 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 we did but yeah it's uh yeah it definitely gives me a lot of joy for sure it's it counterbalances the the news that I, that I so I it's fair to say it's some of their parents that are actually bringing you down <laughs> well uh, <laughs> maybe maybe not there specifically no. but adults adults, adults. Are getting are the ones that are getting you down. well I, cho- yeah. I chose yeah. a career of working with kids for that reason I mean I just I, I I feel I get to be Peter Pan all day I mean you know there's there's nothing yeah. there's nothing better than that and the adult world has never been my favorite so Right. Now, you mentioned that you, you grew up in uh, on Vancouver Island, uh, so you're not from Vancouver, the city. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know the, the area so well, mm-hmm. explain the distinction. Uh, can you distinguish between the two? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, Vancouver Island is uh, it's about an hour and a half ferry ride away from, from Vancouver. Uh, population, I don't know, maybe half a million people or something spread out over this you know giant, beautiful beautiful place and there's you know lots of gulf islands sort of around it and i'm from a place called uh, nanaimo originally and uh, and also lived a bit in campbell river bc um, which is about two hours north from there and uh, yeah sort of where i grew up now is uh, nanaimo not where diana crawl is from man diana crawl place of course yeah she's famous jazzer my my auntie used to sell her uh, what did she sell her she sold her like uh uh Oh, she worked at a store that sold stuff for beds. So I guess she sold her like a, a bed set or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she, and of course, yeah, Elvis, you know, once in a while walking around. Elvis Costello. Oh, that's right. Because they're together. Elvis Costello and Diana Krall. That's right. I forgot about that. She, yeah. She used, she used to play like the Sizzler or whatever, you know, like just back in the day. What is, what's the Sizzler? I don't know what that is. Or like uh, Mr. Mike's, you know, like a, just like a regular little oh like a little bar or a little restaurant or yeah yeah little restaurants or whatever yeah she used to play gigs and yeah she got famous i don't know much about diana crawl i don't i'm not a fan i know that she was the subject to some derision but when i i was on tour and we played nanaimo and i was like oh is this where is this where the nanaimo bar comes from you know the chocolate confection of course and someone was like yes that that is where it's from but you know who else is from here is a diana crawl and i said oh (laughs) <laughs> Do you have any Nanaimo bars? I just where wanted you, a Nanaimo bar. <laughs> where did you Where did you play Nanaimo? Uh, it was a Sunday night. I don't know. It was mm. like a larger bar. Oh, I the can't Queens? What it was the called. Queens, maybe? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, yes. cool. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so I that was my only time I think I've been to Nanaimo, okay. Nanaimo and I, I learned a couple of things while there. Did you have a nice upbringing there? Oh, sure, yeah. I lived up on a, on a mountain... Uh, and, uh, yeah, a pretty idyllic childhood, you know, running around in the forest and stuff. Yeah. No problems there. No problems. Okay. So there's no, I'm I'm trying to, uh, get at the deep seated cynicism Mm -hmm. within you Mm -hmm. by probing. I'm just probing a little bit, just probing. (laughs) So good upbringing. That's fine. When did you get, when did you get into music? Uh, I started, I guess maybe like when I was around 10, I I picked up uh, my dad's guitar and I just said, you know, Hey dad, like I want to learn how to play this 
this thing and he hadn't played it in years and so uh yeah I took a few lessons and uh you know the, the classic joined the, the the school band and and uh, then kind of dropped it for a while and then uh and I really got into music when I uh, bought a four track uh when I was about 17 oh, cool. 18 and started taking lessons again and uh yeah so what what year did you buy the four track Oh geez, uh, I would say like oof, maybe like 1996 or something like that. Maybe 90, 96, 97. Sure. Okay. So that that was kind of uh, that was an interesting time for uh, underground culture and and mainstream culture. Do you, what were you listening to around that time that motivated you to pick up a four track? Oh man, the gateway the gateway drugs were right through the penny CD month club because we didn't really have any like record stores or anything, and and so the only access to uh, sort of interesting material was uh, the wedge, I guess, on on much music. Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember seeing uh, Beck play like uh, I think it was uh, Loser and uh, Pain of Mind and stuff like that, and that was and then of course yeah, like you know local or what I thought were, you know, like famous bands, but like Vancouver bands, like the Smugglers and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, I bought this four track cause I knew Beck had a four track. So I, I bought one off. Actually it was, I think it was one of the unicorns. I think it was Al- Alden's four track maybe, but that he had right. sold, that he had sold to somebody. So then I bought it and then, uh, yeah, started messing around. Okay. So it was, a, and were you going for kind of, an aesthetic that uh, that maybe Beck had. Like, do you remember what kind of music you were making when you first got it? Uh, just kind of like collaging stuff, doing covers. Uh, you know, just fooling around and just trying to make sounds that didn't you know didn't sound horrible. But yeah, like definitely Beck and uh, you know the Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that was pretty pretty early on. Sloan was a big one. I, I remember going to see them play the Saratoga Speedway and. Uh, Courtney and uh, yeah, it was a real game changer too. Sorry, who? Courtney? Uh, 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 in Courtney, I saw a uh, Sloan. Oh, oh, play. in Co- oh, in Courtney, BC. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you saw. So you liked. You liked pop music. Oh yeah, I loved pop music. Like anything. I uh, yeah, just with pop, pop hooks. But with like a little bit of greediness. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Eric's trip. I remember seeing on there. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, what is this? Do you have any? Do you have like a, a sense memory of when you felt like you'd kind of come into your own as a singer or a songwriter? Uh, not until uh, the Apollo Ghost. So when I I, I went away, uh, for, I always wanted to start a band, but I could never find anyone. And then I was still kind of learning and fooling around with recording myself, and you know, uh, went to college and then um, went abroad for a couple of years. And then when I came back, I started. Uh, the ghosts and uh we you know started playing shows and and that's when i you know when we started playing and 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 stuff that's that's when i felt like okay maybe i'm doing this right you know like people were coming to shows and and singing along and stuff and i was like okay this is this is something okay right so it took a little bit of public interaction basically yeah i'd say yeah good like you know my 20s were were just kind of formative years like learning and just not really knowing what I was doing and then by the time I was like late 20s I kind of felt comfortable right now what who was in Apollo Ghost what was that band about 
Uh, well, we were a three-piece uh, rock band. Uh, yeah, just kind of friend. Like uh, my partner Amanda didn't know how to play drums at all, so she was the drummer to you know just to start it off. And my friend Jay, who who played bass, and uh, yeah, we just started taking the songs I had written, and uh, and they they filled them out, and it was it was just so fun. Right, and it, it was a it was a uh, it was a pop band. It was a, kind of an irreverent, energetic pop yeah. band. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you you and I had a, an interaction. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Action in Sackville, New Brunswick. Do you remember? I do. I do. You were uh, intru- introducing us at Sappy Fest. That's right. I introduced you, and and that was normal. That was fine. I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know the band very well, but I introduced you. Yeah. And then you played, yeah. and you mm-hmm. were wearing you were wearing a cape. I was. I, yeah, I remember you were like, "This guy's got a cape!" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a cape, and then you were like body surfing with your guitar. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't. I don't remember the end of that, but it just. I remember it being monumental. Like I remember being really blown away yeah. by what had happened. Yeah. Was was there, was that? Obviously, you remember bits and pieces of it. Was it a memor- Was that a memorable show for you? Oh, uh, probably one of the top three shows of my life. Yeah, because at that point we had had a pretty pretty uh, butt rock tour up until that point. I didn't know how to tour. I didn't know how to. I'd never done it really and so we had had a bunch of sort of mediocre shows in the states and we had arrived via via greyhound and uh, that was basically like up until then like the biggest uh, amount of people that i'd ever played in front of and suddenly you know like you're you're you know playing this slot and there's like i don't know how many people were there but like felt like thousands of people <laughs> and you know and, and here it is working and uh i was just like i can't believe this is happening and uh Got to meet Julie Duran backstage. You know, you were, you were, you know, like there was like an MC. You were like a real MC. Like, yeah, that's you know, right. Doing yeah, the show and <laughs> it was just like, just like a like a dream. You know, like you just stepped into a dream. And and uh, at the end of the show, I met Shotgun Jimmy, and he was just like, "Oh, this is the greatest show!" And like, I, you know, I'm meeting all these new people, and and it was just like, "Holy smokes!" Like, wow. Yeah, it was it was, it was truly memorable for me. I think it's on aspects of it are on YouTube or something. I feel like it's out yeah. there. So I gotta maybe oh, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll track it down. I feel like I I experienced it again after it happened somehow, and unless I had a, yeah. a flashback or something, which I I don't think is possible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, Apollo Ghost and, and yeah. how many records did you guys yeah. put out? Well, we put out. Uh, let me think. I think we did three records, three LPs, and then we did a bunch of little seven inches and little weird things. Yeah. And then what happened? Where did it go? 
Well, you know, like like any bands, you know, they 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 break up, and so we went. We we had a great run for about five years, and uh, we finished uh, we finished in 2013. Um, but yeah, it was like most you know memorable experiences of my life. I mean, you know, like early early 30s, and uh, just yeah, we did did a lot of stuff. We played lots of great shows and yeah. met so many people. Yeah, it seemed to be on an upward trajectory. Why why did it? And I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you and Amanda. Our partners and you, yeah. and you and she's a member of the yeah. of the subs, right? Yeah. So why? I'm just curious why that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you two were fine, but the third. Yeah. The third person, it just wasn't working. Well, we had at one point we had four. We had our friend Jarrett from uh, Tough Age. He he went on to form Tough Age, the band. Um, yeah. And uh, we had our friend Jay on on guitar and. I mean, there. I mean, there's bands break up for many reasons, uh, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I would say that, you know, wanting to go out on a high note, you know, like the, the kind of Seinfeld model, right? Like, yeah. just like, you know, really proud proud of what we did and just felt kind of like, you know, people were planning on moving and, and, and stuff like that. And it just kind of coalesced into this, like, sort of perfect, perfect moment. And we had a show booked at the Rickshaw Theater. And uh, we were like, well, why don't we why don't we do it there? And, and it was just like one of the craziest shows I ever played as well. Like, we packed, packed this giant theater and... I went out with a bang and you know I, you know there are there are, you know I wish sometimes that it was still going but at the same time like it was just you know a really perfect sort of trilogy in a way you know like this, the three records and um, yeah yeah okay so it it had run its sort of natural course for for you guys in terms I think of, so yeah. okay so then yeah. after that did you basically go solo well, then I started another band uh, sort of after that called Cool TV. Oh, right, of um, course, yes. And then, yes. Yeah, yeah, and then that we ran that for a couple of years as well, and, and that was really fun because it was a different style. Like, we, I was really interested at that time with sort of funk music and, and sort of more rhythmic-based music, so we sort of explored that and put a record out and, and, and actually played Sappy as well and had some really good shows. And then, uh, yeah, then we then we wanted to do some more touring, and, and and we couldn't really get our our drummer wasn't available to kind of tour as much, and so we, we thought, well, let's let's start something that is really really simple and easy to kind of tour with, and uh, so that's when we started the subs. Okay, so this how how old is the subs? A year. A year old. Okay, right, right, yeah. right. Okay, and and so yeah. who. It's you and Amanda. Who else is yeah. in the subs? Well, we have beautiful British Robbie. So he he joined up uh, <laughs> last year. Um, he's a great guy. He's he's. Um, I sort of met him through my friend Dave Prouse, who's a drummer of Japan Droids, and we were sort of kind of jamming around, kind of goof, just just to kind of have fun, like just keep Dave's chops up on the drums while he wasn't touring and. And he introduced me to Robbie, who who was just kind of playing the bass, and yeah, so we kind of we kind of pinched him, and and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lovely year. We did a tour last year with Shotgun Jimmy and, and Human Music, and and now we're doing a really long one this year. Now, is beautiful British Robbie also some kind of professional wrestler? Because that's oh, that man, name. You know how much I love wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, beautiful British Robbie. I mean, that's a good. Wow. It's a good handle. Yeah. It is, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's devilish, devil, devilishly handsome. Uh, he has a nice beard. Uh, ladies, uh, he's coming on tour. Um, well, that, yeah, that's, no, he, that's kind of weird. Ladies, he's coming on tour. Like, just like, get ready. 
Sounds like a Bond Scott <laughs> rolling into town or something. Yeah. yeah. Just be, be ready, be prepared. Yeah, okay. He's got a truck. He's got stubble. He's, he's, he's on his way through your town. <laughs> he's a handsome man. All right. Well, yeah. this is great. And a great bass player. Great bass player. Okay. So the ladies need to yeah. know that as well. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, people have compared your songs uh, in the past to Jonathan Richmond, to the Modern Lovers, uh, among other people. And that that makes sense. I think in there's there's references to other uh, new wave things like squeeze. Uh, yeah. And I there's talking head stuff happening. There's like that song sure. forget forget America on the new. Oh record. yeah. Totally reminds me of Talking Heads. How oh, would totally. you how would you characterize the music you make in relation to the music you like? Is it possible for you to answer that question? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, no, I mean, those are all, you know, bands that I just adore, of course, you know, like, uh, and to be, you know, any kind of sort of comparison to to such masters of uh, song, you know, like, wow, like, really? Wow. I just, I always, I mean, I just always feel that I'm like a really naive artist. Like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing at all. Like, I don't really know any music theory. Um, I don't, I don't generally think about the how the songs are structured too much. Like, I just, they just kind of come out, you know, like I, so, um, I just try to be me. I try, I always really make an emphasis on lyrics and, 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 you know, when people sing, sing back songs, then I know they're working and, um, I try and keep it really fun and upbeat, but at the same time, you know, like I, I'm really open to so many genres and, um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Like I just, I just try to sound like myself, you know? And I'm hoping that one day, you know, like people would say like, oh, it sounds like, you know, Adrian or whatever, you know, like just. Yeah, um, no, I, I you want to, yeah. you want to find your own voice. And I think, I think you yeah. have, I think I know your yeah. work when I hear it. When you say yeah. you, you pay particular attention to lyrics, do you yeah. have some kind of spirit guide or gauge that helps you maintain like quality control? Is, is there? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there somebody? Oh, totally. Who is it? Oh gosh! Well, you know uh, Behar for sure. Uh, oh, interesting. One. Yeah, uh, Joni Mitchell. Uh, you know Bob Dylan, of course. Uh, Malcolmus. You know, like there's so many, right? Like uh, both female and male. That I just oh god, if I could even write a line half as good as any of those. But yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, in Canada, we have so many gems. In in, um, in every instance just now, you listed very wordy lyric lyricist mm-hmm. that that yeah. that appeals yeah. to you right yeah uh yeah i mean i i like all styles yeah i mean give me the ramones too like just these bizarro you know sci-fi little blips you know like those are great too i mean it's like beat on the brat beat on the brat beat on the brat with a baseball bat i mean come on <laughs> it's genius it is it is and you've yeah you, you, i can't do that well in the subs in particular you you're writing mostly what two three minute pop songs like you're you're Mm-hmm. You're not someone who's sprawling out. Uh, that seems to be no. a major. You're getting the point across quickly. Yeah, um, you know, I just I have such. I always thought I had musical ADHD, and I just I can't. Yeah, I just can't do those long ones. Like some guy, some people can just write these beautiful ornate, like you know, like Cass McCombs or something like these, like beautifully ornate sort of like mm-hmm. songs that kind of flow. And and I just I've never been able to do that. I'm just kind of like a chock a block kind of kind of guy, like just kind of. It seems the way they come out, but um, yeah, you got to work with what you got. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, I, and I think that you've picked some high water oh, yeah. mark lyricists there, and yeah. I, 
I, I respect that. I'm a fan of everyone you mentioned as well. So yeah. that, that's cool. Do you, you, we've talked a little bit about the fact that you're uh, a grade school teacher. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have other vocational or recreational interests other than music? Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's see. I love. I mean, I love cycling. Uh, I've done some cycling trips uh, in the, uh, all over the place. Uh, I've, I love like hiking. I love like swimming. I love. Uh, man, yeah, good question. But yeah, I mean, music does occupy a lot, a lot of my brain. But um, yeah, even just yeah, I, I built a cabin recently, and that's been kind of like. Um, what do you mean you built a cabin? You well, you you actually made the cabin? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I helped I helped build it, and I'm I'm doing the inside myself, and and you know, kind of plunking away at it. Um, wow, yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so I, that's been kind of occupying my my sort of subconscious and conscious lately. Uh, yeah, just kind of this little uh, fuck off shack and and on on near Nanaimo, uh, on a pirate themed island. A, I'm sorry, a pirate themed island. Yeah, yeah. There's a pirate. Th- whose who, whose island is it? Oh uh, well, it's it's uh, you know like a public place you can go to. It's called uh, Protection Island, and it's right in the harbor there near Nanaimo. And uh, yeah, it was developed by like an eccentric mayor of Nanaimo named Frank Ney, who used to dress up as a pirate. <laughs> And drink heavily. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so there's basically like all the streets are named after pirates and people drive golf carts and it's like lots of burnout hippies and, uh, you know, like my neighbor is like the, the keyboardist from Trooper and, you know, he just kind of wanders around and like smokes his pipe and plays the fiddle and yeah, it's so yeah, I built a tiny 10 by 10 shack off the grid. You built, wow, so you just, you bought some land, is that what you did? Uh, we went in uh, like kind of on a communal idea with nine other people and, and got a very tiny sliver of land there and uh, yeah, sort of building a building a little community. Okay, so what you, building a little community in a ten by ten shack that should be interesting. Yeah. What yeah. What to you is the point of having this off the grid shack? Why do you need that? Well, I think a number of reasons, like, you know, Armageddon, uh, what else? Uh, no, I mean, like... What else? Yeah, just... Armageddon, what else? You know, yeah, I understand. Uh, my parents live uh, on the island, and my family is there, so I, it's a great way to sort of stay connected to where I'm from, and uh, I just, I'm an islander, I'm not I'm not from here, so I need, I, I just, I need to press that uh, eject button once in a while and, and kind of get over there and decompress and... You know, you, you you've done it. Get away from. I think you've done a yeah. you, you've done a nice job of depicting what the islander life can be like when you mention your your mm-hmm. trooper neighbor. And when I was on the islands, it, I was a little <laughs> freaked out. I will say it's yeah. not. It's like a whole other world, right? Yeah, we're weird people. Well, we're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so weird? It is like a hippie commune thing. Like you're off the kind of off the grid. Is that that's all it is? I don't know. I, it's just again, like that's what's so beautiful about Canada is like when I travel the East Coast, I'm like, oh my god, the people here are so neat. Like they're just so different from home. I don't know. It's just I can't ex- really explain. Uh, you know uh, what's in the water, but I don't know. It's it's a special place, just like. Guelph is a special place, uh, and just like you know, uh, Sackville, New Brunswick is a special yeah. place. Like, just there's these weird places in Canada that are not cities that, you know, there's there's some going on, and they're they're special for a reason. Yeah, um, no, I hear you. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's amazing. And do you have like, uh, did you take up carpentry? Like, how did you, you know, just deciding to build a cabin? That seems uh, bold. Well, we had some friends that were uh, more, much more skilled than us uh, help help do the the main part of it, and then um, I learned uh, how to like drywall and and stuff like over the years, just just from life experience. I was a house painter for a long time, so I have like you know a few few little skills. And Amanda's actually a lot more mechanical than I am, so she's she put in help put in the flooring and stuff like oh, okay, that. Okay, wow, so, that's great. Yeah, just you know little pieces together we were just kind of building this little little uh hippie nest right well that that's you should come there's 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 no door lock you can just come G- Vish, I'll, I'll, I yeah, don't... You, anytime you're out there it's, it's open <laughs> the door's open there's no lock all right no i that's very kind yeah, no, serious, yeah. it is a lovely it's, it is a very lovely part of the country and the people i met were all super nice but i did find it odd yeah it is odd yeah. i think i'm so i I'm a bit of a city slicker. I think that's what it was. That's what I, I think that's what it was. Now, yeah. you, uh, you've, you're a teacher. You've got the summer off. Oh, yesterday! Right? Ding, 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 ding! Yeah, last day of school. Oh, that's right. Was, Congratulations! It was fun. We had a jam outside actually, where the kids were leaving the school. We set up a drums. I play drums, so I was setting up the drums. We had my my long-haired uh, Japanese guitar player Christian play, and we had JP Juan Pablo on the bass, and we just were like playing funk grooves as the kids were leaving and it was, it was super fun <laughs> so you're spending your summer by touring canada twice right oh yeah we're going across uh the f- sort of half by ourselves and then half with john McKeel and um uh weird lines uh i think we might even be the backup band for john uh he sent me his new record so we're kind of trying to learn learn the pieces and then, okay. uh, then we're coming back with Julie after Sappy Fest, uh, back across Canada. Right. So that's 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 a great summer. Your summer's all mapped out. You're traveling. You're touring. It'll be fun. Oh man, I, I, I just can't even believe it. it's happening. To be honest, like just you know, again, Julie's one of my musical heroes, and the fact that she even like knows my name and who I am, or like talks to me, is just like oh wow. And and CL such a <laughs> wonderful guy, and yeah, all these bands that like I just like I'm in awe of like John McKeel. Like come on, I just like that guy is so cool. Yeah, he is, and his music's amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah, well, this is great. I'm glad you're kind of living the dream. You've got this record out and done. Uh, what's next for you in terms of writing, or uh, do you have any musical projects that we need to know about? Well, yeah, I'd like to, um, in the fall, Like, I mean, I think we're just going to kind of, uh, we're going to put out another uh, little EP in about a week or so. Uh, that'll come out, and then... Um, and then we'll tour, and then uh, when we get back in the fall, I think just yeah, start writing again. And I'd like to write. I'd like. I have this idea of something pretty ornate and sort of a bit more uh, hi-fi. And uh, I've been sort of uh, plunking away on Pro Tools here by myself and kind of yeah, something a bit more ambitious and a little bit more uh, beautiful and a little bit more adult maybe and less less um, humorous. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. What's this is because you have no hope? I have exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I'm always so inspired by different genres and people and like stuff I hear all the time and I don't know. I just want to like drop a mixtape or like I don't know, make a YouTube album or whatever. I don't know. Just like always Well, I'm you can. Writing. That's Yeah, you can do that now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the culture. You could just do that. Everyone would be fine with it. Well, exactly. That's the way the future is. Like these hit, these guys, like that Blood Orange guy, just dropped like this amazing album. It's like, oh, here's this beautiful record. I'll just put it on the internet. Like, okay, 
Yeah, that's the way it's going. Well, tell tell me more about this EP. I didn't know there was an EP coming. Oh yeah, it'll come out uh, July eighth, uh, I think, is Friday. Um, so it'll it's uh, just a little single. Um, and um, my friend uh, John Collins, who's he, he goes under the name DJ John Collins at Gmail dot com. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna remix a song and turn it into this like kind of weird sort of techno remix. And um, yeah. is this John from the New Pornographers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So John, he's a very sweet, nice guy. I, oh, I like John. Gentle That's giant. Cool. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. So you've got yeah. you've got a and the EP. It's not on You've Changed. It's just going to be an internet thing. Uh, my friend Rob, well, beautiful British Robbie's new record label called City Beautiful is going to put it out. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, it, now, normally, you know, uh, we'll get to this in a moment because we, mm-hmm. I, I thought uh, I was all fixated on Terminal City, so I, yeah. I thought we were pretty much done. But now mm-hmm. I need to know, like, what can you? You've told us a little bit. What's the nature of the EP? Is there something about the the thematic uh, aspect of it that you can share? Um, yeah, it's well, it's called. Uh, it'll be called Flowers in My Eyes, and it's just. Uh, it'll be a single, so it just has the three songs on it. Um, and uh yeah it was just kind of it was kind of an experiment of of self recording and i recently purchased um this little apogee quartet thing and trying to learn a, learn about recording myself so it was just kind of an experiment to see if i could actually make something not sound shitty and uh you know it, it seemed to work i think it sounds pretty cool like it's uh, just three little songs but um yeah it'll just be digital and cassette and that'll come out on okay the yeah. Good for you. Well, congratulations on that, too. That's amazing. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, once again, the new Adrian mm-hmm. Teacher and the Subs record is called Terminal City. It's out now by You've Changed Records, and they're touring across almost all of Canada in July with Weird Lines and John McKeel, and then again in August with Julie Duaron and Construction and Destruction. And as you just heard, there's a new single coming out as well. You can learn more about all of these things at adrianteacher.com and the... Terminal City-related stuff and tour dates at you'vechangedrecords.com. Now, Adrian, normally, as I say, we would go out on a yeah. song from the new record. Is there some, mm-hmm. or is there some, maybe is the EP, like, what What can we go out on right now? You pick something, and I'll just play whatever you tell me to play. Well, I know I know you love Pavement, because I'm, I listen to your show religiously, and so I would suggest uh, a song off Terminal City called Called Up, which I think... Is a little, it has a has a slight homage to Malky there. You, you, okay. you, might, you might hear it in one of the lyrics, and also I feel like this, the solo at the end. I, I I was I was like just like I, my other favorite band is Television. I just like if I can do like a television riff at the end, then and I was and I did it, and I felt so good about it, and I was so proud <laughs> of it. And it's like I, I can't do it live because I was just like ah, this is, but because I'm a really bad guitar player live. But I I, <laughs> I I nailed it in the studio and I'm proud of it and it's it sums up everything. Called up, uh, I would pick that one. Okay, well that's that's an amazing choice and I, I thank you for the kind yeah. words about listening to the show. It was great to have you on the show and I Cheers. wish you the, the best of luck with everything, Adrian. And well, thank you so much, Visha. It's, again, it's been a dream to come on here, and uh, I hope uh, I hope to see you in Guelph if you're around. Uh, you're on the guest list. I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a free <laughs> record, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about Steve Lamke. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adrian, and and we'll see you on tour for sure. Okay, take care.
Teacher and the Subs with Called Up from their new album, Terminal City, available everywhere right now via You've Changed Records. Thanks to the people at You've Changed and to Adrian for this episode. That was a fun one. What a sweet guy. Sweet, smart man, Adrian Teacher. Great musician, too. So go listen to him. Go see him. He's coming to your town, by the sounds of it, particularly if you live in Canada. Hey, if you want to learn more about Creative Control of Vishkana, go to vishkana.com. There, you will find out how you can listen to, subscribe to, and download episodes. Very important, please. Please, as Tom Sharpling might say, please download episodes of my show at iTunes or on iTunes, at audioboom.com or on... No, no, that one's at... at audioboom.com. You can go to patreon.com to make a flexible monthly donation... For the Creative Control with Vishkana podcast That would be fun You can go like the page on Facebook Follow us on Twitter At Vish Creative Listen to a version of this show Every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time By CFRU 93.3 FM In Guelph Or around the world at CFRU.ca I had a nice second hour Where I had to just play a music mix uh, Recently It was fun I like every once in a while I get to do that It's, it's really enjoyable Anyway Vishkana.com for more information about the show. Lots of fun episodes coming up. Recorded some. Uh, also recorded interviews that I can't play for you, which, that's annoying. But still, 
Life is good. Lots of chitter and chatter. Speaking of which, that's enough from me. I will talk to you very soon. Have a good weekend if it's the weekend when you're listening to this. And if it's not, I, I don't know. You're on your own. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.